I was borrowing our friend Josh's bass amp and I fucking oh, blew it like shit. two songs in and I just felt horrible because it was just like I never want to ask anybody for anything but this first show I really needed to borrow some gear and like you know and I, I knew he was a little hesitant about it but he was just like you know what yeah I, I know you'll take care of it it's fine and I'm just like I felt like I had just completely betrayed him yeah. little, little did he know yeah. <laughs> and I think it was just because like I didn't know shit about homage I was just like oh yeah let me plug this 8 ohm part into this 4 ohm part I, that's, I, I don't oh. know <laughs> and uh, so yeah that didn't work out and then actually when we <laughs> It didn't work out. Uh, They're they're not friends anymore. It didn't work out. Welcome to the 56th episode of the Cassidy's Creation. I'm Welcome your host Chris Deering and I have that episode of the Cassidy's Creation. I'm your host Chris Deering and I have that episode of the Cassidy's Okay, let's redo that. <laughs> Welcome to the 56th episode of the Cassidy's Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like this up for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emotes, as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. Uh, you can also sub for free by connecting your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks out of Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this in your car, and have no idea what I'm talking about, show is first shown live on Twitch. Join every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash the Casa Inns Creation for the live cast. With all that out of the way, let me introduce our guest tonight, who dropped a sick EP back on April 2nd. I have tried to speak through the soil in my mouth. Welcome in, Apostle. How's it going, guys? It's good. Hello. Thanks for having us. How are you? Dude, hell yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, yeah, pretty good day today. A little tired, but you know, we're good. We're good. Um, so uh, tell us who you are, what you do in the band. Um, so I'm Cam. Uh, I play bass and do uh, vocals. I'm Evan. I play drums and do occasional vocals. I'm Maurice. I play guitar and do vocals. I'm Michael. I play guitar. You don't do vocals? Everybody else does vocals? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. He, he's done some. I've done some. He's done some in, in the live setting. In the live setting. <laughs> All righty. Uh, according to Google, an apostle is the first successful Christian missionary in a country or to a people. So you're Christian grindcore. <laughs> Honestly, Mathcore Index, uh, uh, they did a, uh, their podcast in reviewing Sufferer, our, our LP, and they were reading the lyrics and they literally thought that we were a Christian band for a second. Uh, I would say that, like, oops. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I would say that, like, there's uh, Christian themes in the lyrics, but it's more so just, like, taking biblical references as, like, parallels more so than, like, any type of spirituality type of thing for the band. Are y'all uh, Christians or... Uh, I th- actually, some of us have Christian backgrounds, but I don't think any of us uh, are uh, religious. A religious, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not practicing. Not practicing. No. Anyway, gotcha. no, actually, it's kind of funny because I don't know if I'm like cutting off a question. Dude, you're but, good. You're good. Go. Um, <laughs> when I came up with the name for Apostle, I was kind of going through like an atheist phase back in my like early twenties, and I was like, if I ever am involved in a band that plays the music that we do, I think Apostle would be a cool 
uh, a cool name to bring just to, to be table. edgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of this weird, like full circle, and it's funny that you know you came in with that <laughs> definition of a fossil, which kind of I feel like segued into my reason, my tongue in cheek reason for kind of bringing that name and you know the idea of this band. I got you. I got you. Uh, how did they possibly think you were religious? I didn't read your like lyrics for your last album. I just read them for the EP. But like judging by the EP, I, I didn't have any idea y'all had like Christian overtones or anything. What what made them think that? Um. So on Supper specifically, um. I mean, we used a lot of just references to characters in the Bible, like Saul. Uh. There's references to like God or Jesus with like the capital G or he with the capital H and things like that. Um, again, it's, uh, I, for Sufferer, I wrote all the lyrics on that album. Uh, and at the time I was listening to a lot of, uh, Sufjan Stevens and, uh, I'm not sure who you, that is. Uh, he is a, uh, folk, uh, indie pop artist. Uh, he's been around since like the early two thousands and, uh, he is like ambiguously religious, but uses a lot of, um, just like he borrows a lot from the Bible (laughs) as well as borrowing things from Greek and Roman mythology. And so I was kind of going in that direction where I was just borrowing a bunch of shit from the Bible, from uh, Greek mythology, and just, like, using it as a lot of allegory for just, like, uh, just all the shit that I felt like I was going through at the time. Okay. I think they call it plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys, your uh, Facebook was started in 2017. I assume that's when you guys started out. How did it all come together? Um, so I'll, I guess I'll, I'll take that one. Um, so, uh, Evan and I had been friends for a minute through our other pal, Josh. Um, and, uh, Evan and Mike over here at the end are in an, another band. Uh, it goes by she now, but it used to be called, she came from above and, uh, they were just <laughs> local heavy hitters back in the mid to late two thousands. Um, and, uh, Mike moved to Chicago for a minute. And when that happened, the band kind of became defunct for a little bit. Um, so anyway, I was hanging out with Josh from, uh, she came from above and we kind of had a band going for a minute. Um, and then, uh, I started hanging out with Evan who I met through Josh and we started, uh, hanging out cause uh, I was a drummer and so was Evan and we were getting together once a week to just like kind of play drums together and just jam. And, um, uh, from there, uh, just from hanging out a lot, we decided, uh, you know, let's maybe start a two piece and get that going. Um, and ended up just being this cool, heavy thing. And then, uh, Maurice came on board and, uh, <laughs> Maurice left for a little bit. <laughs> and then Dude, I thought I saw pictures of the band without him in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a dark period. And then uh, <laughs> uh, actually cool enough, Mike ended up moving back to uh, Georgia from Chicago right around the time that Maurice had left the band. 
Um, so he just came on board with us, and it's been a great fit. And then I crawled, Marie, I crawled my way back. Like, Marie's got it shit together and came whatever. Every time I groveled to come Shut back. Up. Every time he was like, also, like he would punctuate the end of our conversation. But also, you can come back to the bed at any time if you want. And I'd be like, no. Nope, not gonna do it. I want a money. You can't want it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so was it the same lineup on every release? No. So it's been different on every release. Yeah, it yeah. actually has. Yeah. Um, so the very first DP Shallow Grades was literally just me and Evan, and I recorded uh, guitar and bass and did the vocals. And then Sufferer is when Mike joined us and Maurice had left. Um, and, uh, so that was just the three of us, uh, that recorded that record together and wrote that record together. And then, um, when Maurice came back is, uh, when we started writing music, really like really and truly collaborating together. And that's how like this EP that we just released was born was just like through full collaboration. So this EP is Maurice's, uh, first, uh, release with us. Okay. Are y'all like the kind of musicians that uh, think every new release you do is really like your first real release and the other ones just aren't great? Or do y'all like like all the material so far? Um, I mean, we've retired. We definitely have retired playing some material. Um, but uh, I definitely still resonate with a lot of what we have, even though we don't play it as yeah. much anymore. Um, it's all kind of formative, you know? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I was in Chicago when this band started, so I heard it just like anybody else when it came out, knowing Evan um, and wanting to just check out anything he's drumming on. And then I was a fan of it, so when I came back and they needed somebody, I was stoked to do it. So I've, I've dug it since the Shallow Graves, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Not saying anything was bad, I'm just saying now you have oh, like this sure. final yeah. lineup and you know you got you got your stuff together. Like, I didn't know if... Uh, I feel like that, especially because like, when I came in, Suffer had pretty much been written, so like it was just kind of like learning and getting up to speed. So for this one, especially, it definitely felt it felt whole. If, yeah, you can see you can like see the progress with it's every cool. release because it's, it's I mean it's different with the different lineups and all that. So it's uh, it's it's definitely is yeah it's great to see the progress more so than like yeah being like oh this shit sucks you know. <laughs> But you're absolutely right. Like this EP, I, I see you guys uh, getting into like a uh, more original take on uh, mashing together influences and stuff. Um, but before we move on, though, I gotta ask you guys: uh, your album cover for Sufferer. Why did y'all choose that? I, I'm pretty sure I can't even show it on this without getting banned because of like. Uh, okay. head. <laughs> it's un- it's, look, it's unnerving. It's intense. It was when I saw. I was like, let's go. But that's so, that's heavy. Yeah. That's nothing compared to Piss Grave's fucking album cover. It was it was yeah. a little bit inspired like, by Piss Grave. Like, just a little bit because it came out like the same year. Um, okay, so to get even a little bit weirder about what Sufferer that album that album is like an entire concept for me. Um, so like not only were we pulling stuff from biblical and mythology references, but uh, I was watching a shit ton of alien movies, like the literal alien Ridley Scott franchise. Dude, that's the fucking best, man. And yeah. um, 
Like, so I was pulling a lot of stuff from that. And you can kind of see it in the song titles as well, um, especially in the first second and with uh, Covenant and um, Prometheus. And Prometheus. Um, so anyway, I've, the cutoff head is kind of referencing the a lot of the decapitation stuff that happens in Alien. Um, that's why like, I chose that <laughs> in the end. Um, like, especially with, uh, you know, we have some songs on that Sufferer record that talk about being an android and things like that, um, or, like, reference being an android from the perspective of, like, the Ridley Scott franchise and everything, and um, so, anyway, that's what the decapitation is from. How I found that was actually through uh, searching Reddit. Um, and as, uh, as you would find cool. most terrible things, and this was on a thread about, um, I forget what the actual, uh, group was called, but like, it was basically like crime scene photos. And what had happened was this guy, uh, who posted it, he had posted it back in like the late two thousands or something and then posted nothing else. So that's why I felt like comfortable to just like steal it and not really like reach out to him for permission or anything. Um, and plus, like, yeah, that guy's dead. He posted it. He posted it on this thread, um, and basically, his uh, uh, grandfather in the 1950s was uh, involved with like crime scenes uh, for uh, traffic accidents and things like that. And his grandfather's responsibility was to take pictures of the accidents in the 1950s. Jesus. And so I just had a whole, I still have like a whole folder of all of these really crazy crime scene photos from the 1950s. And then that one of the decapitation is specifically from a traffic accident. And you can kind of see uh a there's a cop's shoe like standing above it and everything like you can kind of see in the background mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's how i got it that's what it's in reference <laughs> to it kind of all ties in together but it's just super brutal what is that folder called <laughs> yeah. grandma's birthday <laughs> 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 oh shit, dude! No one's like enticed to like look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like the fans. Wholesome, wholesome title. Dude. He's trying to throw the fans yeah, off. Assuming, yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. Uh, You're in trouble if anybody goes through that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would delete that immediately. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're like, a person of interest. After that. The reason I talk about this often is that he and I will literally text each other like legit death threats sometimes yeah, and we're just like you know, if one of us accidentally died or something like the other person would definitely be yeah, a, uh, implicated yeah a, a suspect for sure and if the, if that were to fall on me and to then find all these crime scene photos that i have downloaded onto my desktop yeah. would probably not be because the best look he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that he would kill me <laughs> that's the funniest this part this is what they go back and forth about <laughs> This is the because he's immortal in God. real life. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you saw some of the group chat and man. saying death threats is a disservice. They are long <laughs> passages. <laughs> You're like, bro, that was really specific and descriptive. Like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're out now. Yeah. <laughs>
So you guys have an interesting mix of grindcore, screamo, mathcore, chaotic hardcore. Uh, I really dig the moments, like uh, at the end of Tusk with the melodic guitar and like the blasting of drums going over it. Uh, it seems really original and it's super epic. Uh, I, I feel like it's like those are your best moments. Um, kind of makes me want to write stuff like that myself, actually. Uh, it's, it's really, really fantastic. Uh, what are the influences that you bring into this? Um... Okay, so if we want to talk about Tusk specifically, I had a lot to do with writing that one. And mainly, like, I was listening to uh, and learning along to a lot of Mastodon uh, when we were writing this last year. And um, I had been actually playing along to Leviathan and had gotten about five songs in, learning it on guitar. What's your favorite um, album by him? Uh, by Mastodon? Yeah. Uh, definitely Leviathan. Dude, Blood Mountain all the way. Yeah, Blood Mountain's sick. <laughs> I mean, I love all of them, but Leviathan is just like, it hits home for me. Um, and so anyway, I was just like, um, but I will say I haven't been too impressed with the direction Mastodon's been going in recently. I mean, I still love them, but like the past like three albums, like I'm just kind of haven't cared about. So when I was writing Tusk, I was just like, uh, I, in my head when I was writing it, I was just asking myself, like, what do I wish a Mastodon song would sound like? And that was kind of my inspiration for it, along with listening to a lot of fucking um, uh, Kowloon Wall City. <laughs> you know, I never checked them out before. I've seen the name all over the place. I really need to listen to that stuff. Absolutely. They're cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you wouldn't really necessarily like take that away from the song specifically, I think, but definitely a, a good song to or a good band to check out for sure. What about the rest of you guys in terms of influences? Um, I guess we can just kind of go down the line. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, listening to you know obviously Corn, Limp Bizkit, like that was like my introduction to heavy music, and then. From there, you know, I, I discovered like Poison the Well and like 18 Visions, like a lot of the Trust Kill bands in the early 2000s, Hope's Fall and stuff like that. Uh, Converge was definitely still is um, a big influence of mine. Hey, Evan, why don't you tell them how old you were when Jane Doe came out? I was in ninth grade and I got a bootleg copy oh! of it. Gross. <laughs> Whatever. I'm an old man too, dude. Like, I, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Nobody. Exactly. I, just, I got more experience. Mike's, these, these clowns listen, right Mike's older than Evan, but Evan's older. Yeah, for sure. Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's the oldest person alive. A lot of power violence uh, lately, like Weekend Nachos and like Regional Justice Center, Wound Man. And um, even more recently is like a lot of black metal, um, a lot of like Wolves in the Throne Room, um, band called oh, fuck, what called ASCII, uh, Plebeian Grandstand, just just a bunch of you know stuff that I've just discovered on Spotify, just kind of going down rabbit holes here and there. So, and I listen to a lot of jazz too, like Tony Williams, uh, Sonny Chirac, shit like that. So just listen to a little bit of everything, man. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. I, I like that, having the, the big uh, uh, horizon, or the big ex I don't know, landscape of music to choose from. It's, that's what makes a band good. For sure. Um, 
as far as me, I was, it, it's always hard for me to answer this question because, like, I mean, like Evan, it's like I, the 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 uh, the landscape is so big. But uh, you know, I guess during writing this, I mean, I, like I grew up on like corn and Slipknot and like reggae and rap and Christian rock and all these things. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I guess as I got older and got introduced things like Neurosis, Sumac, and uh, you know. Stuff like that. Um, so you're the more sludgy guy then, right? I mean, more so now. You know, I had my my emo attack attack double wrist Prada phase in high school. You know, then I kind of got into the Sherry and Norma Jean stuff like that. And uh, probably like eleventh grade or so, I started listening to like Full of Hell and and um, you know Power Violence and stuff like that. Uh, I've said stuff like that <clears throat> times, but. Uh, 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 yeah, when writing this, when writing this last year, I was probably listened to a lot of Plebeian Grandstand and like indie stuff like uh, Spirit of the Beehive and Sade and a lot of like hip hop, Earl Sweatshirt, you know, um, uh, Navy Blue and stuff like that. I mean, it, it this, really, this guy really epitomizes what it means to be like eclectic in his his influences. He's he's just got a huge canvas of sounds that he's always listening to. So. But it all it, it always translates into like not always heavy music, but like some form of you know I guess darker expression usually you know what I mean. So all of those things that you know make us who we are, you know that we're listening to that make us who we are. Um, I mean it, it. I don't know how, but I could like like I could see like a like 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 bees outside or something and I could be inspired to write a song. So it's really, you know, it's more so like that, I guess. Hmm. Um, okay. But what would that song be about? Like making honey and stuff or speaking of that, I mean, lady, oh, I, didn't, I just now got it. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, there, there is a song that I wrote about bees one time. It's called The Hive is Silent, and it was a ladybird song. Uh, and it's probably one of my favorite songs to play. And it's just, I mean, it was it was basically about, like, um, just, like, I watched this video, like, um, these hornets, like, taking over a beehive, and they just, like, brutal. they just, kit, like, they destroy, like, every bee like they, they don't even stand a chance and then basically what the bees did is they like flap their wings so hard that it like the bees can survive one degree more than the hornets can so they heat up their wings and they heat up their bodies to like one degree below what they can withstand and it kills the hornets and that's how they fight them all so Jesus. like seeing a barren beehive uh and just like decapitated bees like that's like what that song was about but that kind of that kind of thing is like what i applied to this album you know what i'm saying gotcha uh, anyway well uh yeah for me i'm kind of all over the place um as a kid growing up my family listened to a lot of different types of music um i remember early on just really getting into hip-hop and uh, like punk rock from my, my older sister who was kind of like a goth kid um, so I love like a lot of pop punk starting out like Blink and Alkaline Trio and stuff like that. But then got into like a lot of screamo and that got me into heavier stuff, so, like going into Thursday and then like getting into like the Acacia strain and like it just kept progressing. And, but 
stayed with the hip hop influence too. Um, love Jay Dilla. And, and strangely enough, last year, like specifically for this album, I was listening to like Dilla a lot and a lot of Glassjaw. I still really fucked with that, yeah. that last Glassjaw record that came out in like 2018. It's just so fucking heavy to me. Um, but yeah, just kind of just like you guys have already said, just pull the, I like having the pool of influences, you know, and definitely find myself through the, the seasons, like my music taste kind of flows. I have like um, on Spotify, I'll do like a monthly playlist and put the year. Been doing it since like 2012. I can go oh, back. Yeah. It's interesting to see the flow of music over the years during different parts of the season. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Huh? I never thought I'd do something like that, but that's actually a really neat idea. Like, see where your head was at, like a couple months yeah. back or whatever. Like, find a new track, like just across a new track or a new band, throw it on that month. And that's huh. cool too, because then when I go back and look, like every month when I start the new month, I'll go and look at the previous years. Sometimes then you remember, oh shit, I haven't listened to this in a minute. Uh, but it's also bad because I'm also kind of always going backwards sometimes versus like listening to newer. Mm. I think it keeps you grounded. Yeah, but I hear enough sure. new stuff. There's new yeah. stuff that's getting added, but it's so hard to keep up with everything now. Yeah, oh there's, yeah, there's uh, so much. So much Dude, it's ridiculous there. how much stuff comes. Out. You know, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm like, do I want to live my life yeah. or do I want to listen to all the yeah, new albums? Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just like already exists, right? You know? Yeah, everything you missed. I had a whole period. I feel like of life where I just went backwards and tried to listen to shit that I just didn't catch the first time through. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what do y'all consider your genre to be? I I call it uh, <laughs> like like post punk hardcore. Post-punk I don't know. Is that a thing? Yes, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know because I feel like there is like some punk influence to it. There, I mean, I like know. I was saying, y'all have a really weird mix of uh, genres and oh, stuff. Wow. Like you know, the power violence stuff, and then you have like screamo influence kind of stuff. And we've, I think we've been called like emo violence. Before. Emo violence is something we've heard. Whatever that is, if that's a yeah. yeah, I saw that the other day. I was like, that's a good one. I think it's yeah, a good one. I don't know. I, I think I know. called y'all emo violence on the last podcast when I was introducing. Like, who I, was I, 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 I had no idea about that. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, it's uh, Alrighty. Emo violence. There we go. Don't <laughs> quote me on that. But I, I've always kind of, I've always kind of thought of this as like a, in a way, like a post-hardcore band in that like we're like and and kind of like the same vein as like something like Under Oath, where it's drawing influences from a whole bunch of different places, um, and it's not just like set down to like one specific genre or influence. Like it's kind of just like taking an idea for a song and just running with it to see where it's going to go to and not letting it be limited just because like, Oh, well this genre would do that or this genre would would go a different direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was going to say is cause I, I mean, I feel like in those bands where there's like a specific like idea of what your band is, you end up, you you can limit yourself, but like we have an idea and we can like hash it out and it could be something despite like what it may sound like in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah! From all these influences that we just kind of talked about. Hell yeah! Well, uh, speaking of writing, uh, what's the writing process like? Is one of you basically directing it, or does everybody bring something to the table? How does this work out? 
I think this time, like Cam said earlier, like this was the first like fully collaborative one. A because we're all in it now uh, at the start. So I think we for this one we all just kind of brought we we were just like sharing voice notes of riffs we were writing at home or ideas and you know Maurice would come with some full songs and like there's one like the single is like a Frankenstein of like a Maurice song that we threw a, a riff and a half that I had in and then like a thing that Cam had so that song kind of is like a, a a true blending of all three of us bringing something but. Not Evan at all, though. Yeah, not Evan. <laughs> I, I, I literally just well, play just drums. Just shut up and play drums. That's all I do. <laughs> but I think the seriously, thing, I think the seriously is, like, for me, especially because I've been playing okay. with Evan for, like, 15 years, is I take it for granted. Is I, In my head, when I'm writing, I don't have to think about drums because I know, like, I could just bring him a song or some riffs, and he'll take care of the rest. He's right. just going to to make it sick or if i'm like uh maybe this is a little too oh wait i'm gonna have him come behind it and it's gonna fill it out or make it 10 times sicker than me just like strumming an open note in a weird pattern you know <laughs> all righty <laughs> uh so you guys uh, had this recorded by connor ray at sobek sound uh, then mixed by Kevin Bernstein at Developing Nations Recording Studio. Uh, he's done like Skeleton Witch, Hundred Demons, Pianos Become the Teeth, Magruder Grind, and then mastered by Brad Boatwright, and he just fucking does everybody. So, uh, what was the recording process like for you guys? It was, it was amazing. It was, it was so chill. Connor, it was so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's touch on Connor real Con- quick. Connor was Connor's Con- a man. Connor's yeah. in Ladybird, and he he's was my roommate for two years. So oh, it was nice. like so yeah. super easy. He's, to like work with him because I mean I, we we know we know like, him. we yeah. know him he knows what we're going for we play like, shows with his band we're friends together yeah. we play Bird. we play music together there's like really no better like there's there's like no better pairing than somebody who like you you personally associate with did he have an with. actual studio or did y'all just go over to his house or something it, it is his house yeah. but it's like it's, it's a like, home studio he has a home basement like set up with like a live room and then like where he's got his computer and there's like a door yeah like, soundproofed off it's oh it, nice. it's totally legit it like works out totally really legit. great yeah. how their house is set up it is perfect well it yeah. sounds amazing um y'all actually put a lot of money and effort into this like it, it really shows it's a huge sound that was one of the goals like we didn't like come in and have like set like like we're saying it wasn't like we want this sound it was just pretty much all right we did suffer and it was the thing we said, like, we just want to be faster, louder, and heavier if we can. And then just go, <laughs> go from those three three points. I kept saying yeah. every time Kara was yeah. like, what do we want this to be? I was like, faster, louder, heavier. <laughs> I think like, that's going to be the theme for any subsequent release. Yeah. And then y'all added, like, the melodic guitars and stuff, which I hadn't heard on your other stuff. So like, yes. not necessarily <laughs> faster or harder. Yes. Yeah, one yeah. thing I was telling them is like, yo, we got two guitars yeah, now. Let's not just like double shit. Let's have yeah. like y'all change it up, one of y'all. <laughs> Which is awesome. I love that. Like in, uh, when I was in Chicago, I played in a few instrumental bands. Uh, and so that, that end of Tusk especially was right on my alley. I love playing shit like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We've, we've kind of been, I don't know, if I can like releasing this information. But we, we've kind of been just like fucking around at practice with some kind of like post- posty stuff so um 
potentially with the next songs, next release, we might take with kind of more of a posty direction while still kind of keeping things, you know, grounded with the the stylings that we've uh, carved out for ourselves, I guess. Just explore the space. Yeah, we're just going to keep exploring, basically. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Um, so who does most of the lyrics? Um, okay, so uh, Maurice and I collaborate on the lyrics, um, but, like, we... Uh, what we did on the EP was like, I just kind of like assigned songs to the both of us. And since this was Maurice's like first time uh, writing lyrics with the band and everything, um, I wanted him to have like more songs uh, to write lyrics on than I did. Um, <laughs> oh, he threw me in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't want to do the work. I got you, man. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know. Like whatever, I got, I got stuff to do. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote lyrics for the last two releases. Get these check. lyrics out. Yeah. Chip, chop, chip. You got to catch up. Yeah. And, um, so I I wrote the lyrics on Tusk, uh, track three, and Villama on track five. And uh, Maurice wrote the le- rest of the lyrics on Whole, Cinder, and Lotsi. That's how you say that name. Dude, I was trying to figure out how to say that song name. I'm pretty sure that's how it said. Like I've looked it up like a whole bunch of different places, and Lotsi makes the most sense. I chose the title, and I don't even know how to say it. So, <laughs> what does it mean? It's a uh, it's uh, the second most. I think it's the second highest, or no, sorry, the fourth highest mountain range next in the Himalayas, next to Everest. Dude, why did uh, you name it that? <laughs> the, the theme of that song was like, uh, you know, you're you're holding on to a mountain and you fall down, but you kind of become okay with it um and I, it was just a way for me to look at how i've been viewing death but uh recently and that just sounded like a cool name to have i didn't really put too much thought into it but it was like yeah what's a cool mountain range that doesn't sound stupid okay okay so you're not like uh on top of the world but you're like comfortable with the place that you're at right okay so an amateur mountaineer Oh, right. in his spare time. No, I'm not. That's, <laughs> that's my roommate. Uh, but yeah, like uh, your lyrics are beautiful, great imagery. I really love it. Um, I actually was kind of wondering if it was a concept album, but I guess you're telling me that it's not. Not really, but like one thing that I mean, I would say it's definitely like a cohesive record, right. like as far as the imagery and the lyrics and stuff. But uh, we didn't really have a concept in mind. Um, but it uh, out that way. It kind of came together. Well, there was a there was another podcast of uh, that did a review of the EP just a few weeks ago. Um, they were over in the UK, and uh, this guy said something that I didn't really think about before. But like, um, like it kind of made me think that this record and the video are like just kind of about like coming to terms with like uh the afterlife and coming to terms with like your own mortality and things like that um like i kind of like to think of this character that we have on the front cover and in the um uh on the front cover music video as this like just this type of character that has died and is in its own afterlife now but was refusing to let its guard down and refusing to accept that he has died. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's finally when he does let his guard down and reaches the acceptance that he opens his eyes and see what's going on. That's, yeah, that's deep, man. That's kind of what I see from it, at least. <laughs> well, shit, speaking of uh, your cover, um, tell me about your art. We got it up on the screen right now. Uh, who, yep. who did the art? Okay, so um, it's a it's a photograph, and uh, my girlfriend, uh, who was the director of the music video, uh, was the photographer. Um, and it's actually kind of funny. So um, we we actually set aside uh, an entire photo shoot that was separate from the music video shoot in the same location, and we had just dozens of all these photos to pick from uh, from that photo shoot. But what ended up happening was when we were shooting the music video, Susie was like, that's my girlfriend's name. Her name is Susan Reyes, and uh, she's a photographer, videographer, and just hell of a musician as well. (laughs) Well, Um, What project is she on? uh, So she is involved in a band called Sarah and the Safe Word, and Hmm. they are signed to Take This to Heart Records. um, And uh, they're up and coming. they got a lot of cool shit going on. Um, nice. And I believe, uh, yeah, they're, uh, they already scheduled like some uh, shows and like a tour coming up. So that'll be fun. Uh, but uh, so anyway, uh, she directed the music video. And when we were uh, shooting the music video, she was taking test shots on her camera. And what we chose as the album co- cover was actually a test shot from us shooting the music video. And we chose nothing to use from the actual photo shoot that we did. <laughs> what was the uh, initial idea like in the photo shoots? What, what were you trying to get for your cover? Um, so there was like a, there was like a tree that was just like this really barren tree in this area of Georgia. So like, um, there's this mountain called Arabia mountain in Georgia and it just looks very like Western, like almost desert area. Um, and so it's a very interesting place because like, you know, you don't really get that kind of climate in Georgia anywhere except like in this one specific place. It's very odd. Um, and so there was this barren tree that we were just taking a bunch of photos with. It was kind of very, uh, black metal looking, honestly. Um, and, uh, we were going to go with that along with like, you know, this character, uh, who was portrayed by our friend Zach, uh, holding a sword, uh, while masked with like a whole bunch of twigs and everything. Um, but what ended up just really hitting home between us and, you know, who we were consulting with for the record cover, uh, you know, it just felt like this scene of uh, laying down in this field of grass and everything kind of hit home the most uh, with just the theme and everything. Um, so I do think it's a great cover. Like y'all did really well with that. I, I like it. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. It's got like uh, it's really striking because this is this isn't something that you would see on other albums. Like a tree, you could see that on a lot of other albums, you know. But this one, eh, it's pretty original. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so speaking of music video, guys did a sick music video. I'm actually gonna play it. Uh, this one's for what was it? Lotsi? Is that what we decided on? Lotsi. 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 Alrighty. Uh, so whose idea? Whose idea was it for this uh, video? 
Um, it was a collaborative effort between uh, me and my girlfriend, uh, mainly, and then um, my our friend Sam, who's in my other band of the Vine. Uh, he is a just a really sick videographer um, in Atlanta, um, and he works in the film industry. And he was the one who was the director of photography on this, like shooting all the actual sick ass angles and stuff. Uh, but the concept was just like, I don't know. We just kind of like, we jotted all this shit out like two nights before the actual first day of shooting. Uh, we, we had like a Pinterest board and kind of a general story and like just shot out scenes that we wanted to do with this character. So it wasn't really like, we didn't really have a cohesive plot at all until we started editing it. Um, okay. and it thankfully came together uh, really well. Oh, it looks really good, man. It looks like a movie. It's pretty sick. Yeah. So, not, are y'all in this at all? Or are y'all like the cloak, the cloak figures? Uh, I, I am the cloaked person in it. Okay. And so uh, you didn't have to wear the twigs on your face then. Did he get anything like in his mouth while he was doing it? Oh like, it looks super no, uncomfortable. Okay. I just gotta say, like, shout out to yeah. our friend Zach who did this. He literally tortured himself, like, for the sake of art to make this happen. He was completely blind in this entire process. Yeah. Like, and, you know, these twigs were twigs that we found in the backyard and just sanded down and didn't really do any special treatment to or anything. So oh. he was just blind the entire time. And we were just telling him like off camera, like, hey, go to the right a little bit, slow down. You're going to hear about the step like off into a ditch or something. Yeah, off, off the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Take a break to actually breathe. Yeah. There is a scene where he's like reaching for the sword towards the end and he's like kind of stumbling around as if he had like been hurt or whatever, but it's probably just because he couldn't fucking see, man. He's just trying to feel. (laughs) Physically and mentally exhausted, yeah. Yeah. And he crossed a freaking bridge, like a log going over a little ravine, blind. Like, what the hell? (laughs) He, again, he just put his all, like, we. We, we hit him up because we were just like, I, I don't know who else to hit up. Like, you know, he just seemed like a person that would be down for this. And like, you know, little did we know that like he was actually like willing to go all out for this shit and like was really like doing some kind of method acting with it as well. Just like really diving deep into this character. He just, he totally brought it to life. It was so cool. Yeah, for, yeah. Real, for real, shout out to Zach. Yeah, because sure. I, I would have thought, I would have said, that sounds like a setup. You know, being blinded. And yeah. Things, you know. <laughs> He's also a fantastic uh, drummer. Yeah, yeah he is. Uh, we have someone in chat, Pasty Klein. I don't know if y'all know them or not, but. Uh, the, uh, huh? That's our friend Edie. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, they say uh, Zach's Pale Little Thighs really love this cover and that the video's next <laughs> level. Not just saying that because y'all are their friends. Thanks, Edie. Thank, Thank you. you. Looks like y'all got a couple of friends in chat. Uh, Coheed Cameron, I'm not sure if y'all know who he is. I was responding. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. Wow, bro. Shameless self He's off to the side. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude. Buy, buy that, that uh, web domain. I literally <laughs> just said, what up? <laughs> So, uh, the video is definitely creepy as hell. Did anybody come up while you guys were filming it and just like scream and run oh, away? Yeah. We had a- <laughs> right for real. Yeah. 
No, like, so thankfully when we were in like the more, uh, uh, the more mountainous area of the music video, like no, everyone was just minding their own business. Like nobody came up to us and there was surprisingly like a lot of traffic of people that day walking past us, watching what? us do all this shit. But literally everybody was just minding their own business there. But, um, I, uh, I was like searching around for this for the foresty area, and I went back to my hometown in Hiram, Georgia, um, and Gross. that is like just the booties, fucking central, exactly. like just redneck, fucking central out here in Georgia. And um, <laughs> while we were uh, shooting out there, is when we had at least like five old ass redneck dudes like walking up to us, like. Hey, what are y'all doing? What the hell y'all doing out here? <laughs> hey, like, what cult are you involved in? What kind of bullshit is this? So, you guys played a decent amount of shows. You guys ever go on tour? It seemed like it was just like local shows. Um, we did a, a couple of weekenders, um, but like nothing major yet. Uh, the furthest we've gone out is uh, North Carolina so far. Okay. We, we, we really did have some plans to start going elsewhere, yeah. but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously a bunch of shit happened. Um, so out of the ones you have done, what's the uh, best show so far? Okay, so there's a, there's a couple. I'll, yeah, I'll, right. I'll tell you my favorite show. Oh, while y'all are uh, talking about it, I'm going to be showing some footage of y'all playing live. Cool. Um all right, my favorite show personally was that one that we played at the bakery with this band called Upchuck. Oh um, shit, that's a I'm sick wrong. band name. I don't that was know. My I, la- that was my last. Show. That was that was Marisa's last like, show. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and uh, so our our home venue, which uh, unfortunately it, it's closed down for now, I don't know if they're going to start something new or what. Uh, it's called the Bakery. And um, it's uh, on the west side of Atlanta. And uh, we played there, like, 90% of our shows were played at this venue when we are just playing out locally. And um, there was this one night we played with this band that's also from Atlanta called Upchuck. Um, and they're just, you know, straight up a hardcore classic punk band. But they just have a really cool cult following and ended up bringing, like, uh somewhere around like 50 to 80 people in this small ass room it was a shit ton of people in this really small area and like it was just one of the most interactive shows we've had with the audience like ever and like it was where like i was actually like literally playing my bass and like people were pushing me around and shit while i was playing it was a lot of fun that's awesome seems like y'all would have torn that little little space up though yeah, no, it, I mean, there were people hanging from the ceiling, just really fucking shit up at that show. It was so cool. That's fucking sick. I gotta say, though, that fucking, that boon one? Yeah, that yes. Was a that, that's that my, cool. that's my put, next one. They put, yeah, like, cool. they got, like, how many people in that trailer? Yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was a fucking... In a trailer? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a mobile home. A double line, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a, it was a pretty big trailer. A big they, trailer. They got nice so trailer. many people in there. And it was like all they were people from all yeah, walks of yeah, like every like, scene of people, people were hanging out on like yeah because I think uh, Appalachian State yeah. University is like Near kind there. of in that backyard. It's like, oh, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, like people were hanging off of, like fucking the fucking crazy. 
Uh, they were on top the of their shit. shit. They, they, they had, they were like at the door. There was no other exits, one entrance. They were like, we got Cash App, PayPal, yeah. Venmo, pesos, <laughs> Bitcoin, whatever. You you're bring your own liquor, bring whatever you yeah. want in. And yeah. like, everyone um, showed up with like a case of beer or two bottles of alcohol. It was like, wasn't expecting that when we showed up on this mountain yeah. double wide. Some dude got his head stomped in while we were uh, while we were playing our set. Dude, Jesus. I don't. No. You don't remember that? No. The dude that got his head playing the set. True. No, I don't mean you. That, was was like, no, that would be fucked up if you didn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that guy, you're like, I don't fuck. remember that. Holy shit, I hope he's okay. He's the guy that got his head stomped in. That's why he doesn't remember it. My uh, my personal favorite was at this bar and theater called the Flicker Theater out in uh, Athens, Georgia. Um, wasn't necessarily the greatest turnout, but I think some of the clips are on. Um, Mike, I think you have some of the clips on. Oh yeah, it's on. Uh, oh yeah, we we have some on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram. Um, I think it might be on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, but musically, we were just all, you know, laser focus, uh, tractor beam. Yeah. You know, we were just all right there, just. Oh yeah, that's like one of the best feelings when you just pull it off like perfectly, sure. you know. Yeah, exactly. I think the Suffer release show was pretty sick. That that was packed out. Great lineup. That was yeah. That was. Oh cool. yeah, that was that also a very good show. Our, our release show. Well, yeah. So like that was like kind of a dual release show. Yeah, that was kind of a dual release show. So the other band that on the bill that night, uh, Callous Dowboys, uh, was it was also their yeah, release for Dion Mars. And so uh, we had that, and then like two touring bands and a few other. Yeah, we had Warrior yeah. Health yeah. on that show and Jillian Carter on that show. God damn, dude! Uh, it was fucking. It was it was crazy. a stacked lineup. Um, yeah. And a couple of other local bands that are friends with us, Tenth uh, Row. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so that brought out the that fucking was like the masses. Whole city showed up, and yeah. that was that we was we played on the floor. Actually, didn't Will Roberts show? Up? Yeah, one of our yeah. friends, our friends from like, like you know lifelong friends, walked yeah, in, yeah, moved there, yeah. to California, and then just randomly materialized yeah. at this show, just completely threw, <laughs> you know, just everything not off, but like did not expect to see it. Was awesome. So <laughs> yeah, we played on the floor in the center cool. of it, and like it was just people surrounding us. On the whole, oh, that's sick! It was so sick. It was just so sick. Well, uh, let's take a hard. You, uh, right? you did the mother vocals. You talking about the one at the bakery? Yeah, yeah. for Suffer. Oh yeah, that was a great show. Maurice did vocals on it because Maurice did do some vocals on Suffer, on the recording. Okay. He just wasn't. Damn. He just wasn't. Yeah, it was because of. It was a side project to me. <laughs> 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 and then he met me and saw how cool I was. Like, right, I, I was trying to see how my rap career was going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Making all that beat. Yeah. <laughs> then you came back because you needed that apostle money, right? Yeah. No, I was, like, yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, no, shit ain't working out. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a hard pivot. What are your worst shows? Hmm. Also, for me personally, an Athens show. Um, I was. Oh, that I, one. It was a sharing gear kind of show. Oh man! Yeah, and okay. I, I was using this particular drummer's throne, and it just kept 
sinking and sinking and sinking <laughs> on me. And so I was literally like ass was like inches from the floor and I'm oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I literally like, turned around I'm up and here. Him. It was like, like just <laughs> the complete that sucked. You know, transition of energy between every single limb when you're You were so bummed. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. And pissed. Yeah. I was not happy that night. Uh, well, now you won't forget my- your uh, throne, though, from now on, right? Well, I was oh, told not was- to bring it. I was like, are you sure, guys? Like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, fuck that, <laughs> yeah. Is he doesn't use anyone else's nope. drums, even if it's, yeah, like, yeah. the biggest inconvenience for, I'm like, sorry. someone to move their yeah. whole sorry, ass game in the middle sorry. of the show. Yeah. Like, I, he's using his shit. It's Because <laughs> there's such a, you know, such a connection to it. Right. It, it's a personal thing. So. It's an extension of yourself. Like a guitar player won't, you know, be told not to bring a guitar. Like, oh, dude, we got one for you to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't mean to be like a drama queen. No, 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 I, it's I, not at all. It's I'm saying that that's it, totally it reasonable. It, it, it annoys the shit out of promoters though, because like they want to backline. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I had a string. No, I had my guitar completely like cut out when I was like playing a, a another band show and it was like a like a uh, like a like a volume knob issue and it completely cut out and i had to play like another a guitar that somebody lent me it was like so hard to like acclimate yeah. in the moment you know what i mean so yeah. i definitely on that like that shit is the yeah, worst dude. fuck it's, promoters it sucks <laughs> Damn. I don't know about fuck all promoters, but not like that. Just that part out. This one specific thing, like you gotta understand, like it's it's, it's your instrument, you know what I mean? Right, right. Any other uh, bad experiences at shows? Um, I I've had the worst luck with gear in general. Uh, our very first show, I was borrowing our friend Josh's bass amp, and I oh, fucking blew it like shit. two songs in, and I just felt horrible because it was just like I never want to ask anybody for anything, but this first show I really needed to borrow some gear, and like you know, it, and I, I knew he was a little hesitant about it, but he was just like you know what. Yeah, I, I know you'll take care of it. It's fine. And I'm just like, I felt like I had just completely betrayed him. Yeah, little, little did he know. Yeah. And I think it was just because like I didn't know shit about homage. I was just like, oh yeah, let me plug this eight ohm part into this four ohm part. I, that's I, I don't oh. know. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that didn't work out. And then actually when we. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, they're, they're not friends anymore. It didn't work yeah. out. <laughs> it's a chapter of the band that we don't talk about. Uh, yeah, that, I guess that was the one thing we shouldn't have talked about. In the yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like. I was so. Uh, I felt awful. I I really wanted to try and like. I, I offered to pay him back, like to just like get it fixed or buy him a whole new one, and he was just like, "Not to worry about it." And so I guess it's just still sitting in the practice space, like not working. But um, the other show I uh, was in, uh, I was in Boone, and basically the same fucking thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was simultaneously okay. the best and worst. So that's right. Mike, Mike was so like he came in clutch with like renting us a van for us to go out to Boone and a couple of other places. He's he's the most responsible. And we loaded up all of our gear and we're like, yeah, we got all our gear. We're going to go do this shit. And when we get there, they're like, hey, we got all these big ass amps set up already. Do y'all want to just backline? It's just like, 
I wish y'all would have told us that yeah. before, like, we packed up all our shit. <laughs> like, so, like, um, so I wanted to use my head for sure. I used, like, an old vintage uh, PV base head. And uh, they had, like, a 410 and a 115, and I was just like, yeah, let's do this shit. I'll just plug it into that. Oh, and then um, I had it plugged in, and I was playing, and he was like, Hey man, like, uh, I just wanted to let you know, like, the homage doesn't match on this rig, uh, so I don't think, yeah, I think you should probably use our head, because we have it configured for that one, and I was just like, no, I think it'll be okay, this one's like solid state, I don't think I should have any issues, first song in, it's dead, like, the whole, the whole yeah. rest of the fucking show. <laughs> like, you broke their, their amp, or no, I, I blew my head. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that thankfully sucks. there's a really cool uh, shop in town that was just able to put it back like nothing happened. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not a very tech savvy guy either when it comes to equipment, so I, I totally feel you. My worst, my I think. Luckily, we haven't really we haven't really had or I haven't really had yeah. too many bad yeah. shows with the fossil. Yeah, fossil. But, knock on wood, but uh, it's, the worst one for me was probably. Was it when Idrum moved up to that? You remember that weird like top floor that we played on that one time? Oh, dude! Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That was yeah. the that art, was a bad show for yeah. me too. We that played, was the art center. That was our literal yeah. second second show. Yeah, we played Zeta. We played oh. that show and like we I couldn't hear vocals. I couldn't hear hardly hear yeah. myself. Like I didn't you know I, you don't I didn't know what I was. I mean, I wasn't like proficient enough in the songs to really like know where I was at certain points and stuff like that. So I was probably messing up. And then Zeta came on and like shout out to Zeta, they're they're fucking awesome. They're also always nice to us and shit like that. They're a great band, but uh, they like blew it out of the water right after too. And I was like, yeah. damn, dude, we just like washed out. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have to follow that, man. <laughs> The thing about that show too is I almost blew the head I was borrowing for that show. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! <laughs> That's your homework, man. You gotta figure out how these amps work. I got it. I got it figured out now. I for real do. That's not fine. That's Yeah, I, I know. I'm never lending you an, you an amp head. <laughs> I was borrowing a, a tube Ampeg SVT from our friend Daniel. I'm telling you, man. Borrowing gear is not the answer. Yeah, right. not, not yeah. the move. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna put fucking dispatch homages, yeah. <laughs> well, this time I was literally, I was literally playing for sure. one cabinet, and this was like a tube amp that had a whole bunch of different homage range, so it worked out. But I was pushing the amp way too hard because I had like this uh, rat clone pedal with the gain just turned all the way fucking up. And like by the end of it, like you could literally smell smoke just coming from the tube amp, and I'm just like, uh, I remember that. I think this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, come like on. The, the yeah. meme with like the dog with the coffee cup sitting like the place on fire. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. fine. This is fine. So what about the weirdest show you guys played? I think some other ones we've had are like bands playing in the ice cream parlor. We had uh, a hardcore band playing to a group of fifth five of fifth graders in an elementary school. Uh, you got anything along along lines? Of that? Yeah, no, dude, it's weird, right? It's weird. I wish I could remember their names. So I could tell you, but uh, I, it was on the interview I did with uh, a dude from Eyes. Uh, he played in a band. Really did that. But uh, yeah, we anything played, weird? We played in a deli. 
in North <laughs> Georgia called Clouds Creek Valley. Not a bad show. Um, and I don't know if this will get back to that promoter or not. I mean, that guy is fucking rad. His name's Joe. Yeah. But like, um, and he he was like one of the first promoters to actually pay us like a significant amount of money, and like the turnout wasn't even that great. But like. Like five minutes into that shit show, like he was running the door and was just fucking passed out drunk. <laughs> like, so people were just walking in and out. And, like, meanwhile, like the owner of this deli is like kind of this really conservative Republican dude just going off on some political shit, like in the middle of this other band set, like yelling at them or something. And I don't know, it was, it was a little weird. <laughs> I think that qualifies. <laughs> Did you get free sandwiches at least, oh, like playing at a deli? Oh, I'm sorry, what? Did you get free sandwiches playing at a deli? Oh no, we had to no. we had to pay for it. It was yeah. we did have to pay. What, what yeah, the fuck? What the fuck, man? Dude, Republicans, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Anything you can do to make fucking money, am I right? Just cut me off a little slice. Capitalist. No, um, there was a no. There's a there's a show that's even better. We played with uh, false accusations down in Savannah, and this other band called uh, Dinocide. Um and. Uh, uh, false accusations. If you're not familiar with them, uh, oh, I definitely I am. Oh, okay, yeah. They they had a few exclusive releases through Mathcore Index and stuff. Uh, they had a really cool thing going on while they were still a band. Anyway, they were in Savannah, and we drove down there to play with them, and we literally played in the smallest kitchen ever. Um, and not only did like we all play in this kitchen, like fucking. Uh, false accusations and the band they were on tour with, Dinocide, were just completely fucking up, up this kitchen. Like, it was getting destroyed. It almost was like, just like a couple of tiers below that like chariot uh, uh, video in Australia. Oh, were they um, on the house through you know the that? house? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that. <laughs> that was a fucking awesome show. That I've totally forgot about that so one. So they, they played in, like, somebody's kitchen? I don't understand. Yeah. It, it was in a house. It was, like, kind of, like, not like a full house, but it was, like, a like a split-level, like, duplex kind of okay. thing. Well, why yeah. not the living room? Why why the kitchen? That's so weird. The living room was even smaller. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 okay. just to make a story for this specific Oh, interview. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I see a future in it for you, that's <laughs> why. There's a bunch empty in it, so. Um, well, I guess our, our other show in Savannah was also weird. Uh, we were working off with our friend Paul. This was, like, our third or fourth show. Oh, um, shit, dude. And Paul was, like, trying his ass off to get us a show in Savannah. This and, one was in a living room. And yes, yeah. okay. And, upgrade. It's an upgrade. Then I got gotcha. you. As small as the kitchen. We're we're going back and forth trying to figure out when the show is going to happen, and it's literally the day before, and we still don't have a flyer or any. Oh, oh shit! Information. That was the lady Valor show. Yes. 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 And, um, and she posted her titties. She posted her titties. <laughs> 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 All right. Hey, that's way to get people out to the show, man. Put that shit on the flyer. Let's go. <laughs> So there's this hip-hop artist in Savannah. Um, she lives in Philadelphia now, but she goes by Lady Valore. Um, and she 
she happened to have oh. a show going on in her living room on the day that we needed a show. And basically, it was her doing her hip hop set to her backing track. Um, she had another hip hop artist that with a backing track, and then an acoustic artist, and then us just like loud as nowhere. The best line of it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was. You should see the. You should see the video. There's like one video, and it's just like. <laughs> One person being like this. I was gonna say that you totally fair out. I guess so. Everybody else was like, "What is this? This is Savannah." Well, the cool thing about Savannah is, is that it's you know, again, it's a super eclectic kind of town. Um, You know, there's not a whole lot going on, so anybody catches wind of a show, you know, fuck it, it's a Friday, Saturday night, let's go. You know, hell yeah, man. Uh, so you, you, uh, I got a random question. We ask everybody, how do you dress your hot dogs? Oof. Waiting for this. Uh, yeah, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> uh, you said that like you were, he said that like I you said like I was like, like Angel first. first. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down the line. I, I, I literally just put mustard on it. That's all I need. I'm Oops. not. Simple man with simple pleasures. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not picky. I mean, I'll, I'll eat a fully loaded one. I've had a Chicago style one and loved it. Uh, What's Chicago style? Um, it's just like topped with like everything in the kitchen sink. I like, that's all I can think like of. Relish, onion, Mike, Mike can tell you more about cucumber. Cucumber. Uh, yeah, it's like a pickle. It's like like a a like celery salt. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's cucumber, it's just like no flavor. I don't like it. <laughs> I like uh, I like chili cheese slaw dogs from uh, okay. Varsity down in Atlanta. Oh yeah, the Varsity. Yeah. It's like yes. my <laughs> This is also how you know he doesn't live in Atlanta because he likes the Varsity. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you know his shits are mad weird. That's how you know that he's like a <laughs> outside I, the. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chili, cheese, and coleslaw—that's like, that's all you need. Hey, it sounds good, man. Sounds good. My hot dog choice is uh, mustard, onion, and uh, uh, sauerkraut. Uh, preferably like a sausage, but I will eat a quick trip hot dog in a pinch. Or who's kidding? Who? I'll eat a quick trip hot dog right now. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> braver man than I. You're a braver man than I. Yeah. Uh, I'll just do a hot dog, put a pickle slice on it. Take said pickle slice off of it. Eat the hot dog plate <laughs> with the pickle on the slice. Yo. Put it on. Take it off. Well, the thing is, when I order the hot dog, it, they put it on there, so I take it off. I'm not. It's, it's, oh. it's sacrilegious to ask them to take it off. Like, if I was going to make it at my house, I wouldn't, like, put it on. You just tell them not to put it on, then. I thought it was, like, the Hannibal well, Burns. I gotta just say, food. like, you know, I take it off. It's okay. I thought it was like that Hannibal Burr's pickle juice. No, no, it's not like it. It's just. Dude, do you no. think that they see you taking it off and throwing it away and being like, bro, what the hell? I eat it. I eat it. Oh, you eat it. So why don't you just leave it on the hot dog? Because I want it to be separate. Okay, okay. It's like uh, a texture for me. That's what it comes down to. Yes, gotcha. It's like a dessert for you. I got you. I got you. A <laughs> dessert. It's a salty dessert. It's like deconstructed hot dog. It's a brined dessert. 
palate cleanser if you Yeah, there you go. So uh you guys got some sick merch. Um up in just a second. Y'all are selling uh, art prints, which is pretty different for uh, a lot of bands to be selling. What, uh, uh, why are y'all selling art prints? It's not even like of the album cover, which is weird, weird to me. Um, okay, so uh, our friend Sasha Shilbrat Cole, he, uh, you know, he is in a, a band with Connor who produced our record called Malevich, and he is a fucking awesome uh, artist. And uh, also a tattoo artist as well. And musician. And musician. Yes. And he's a sick fucking drummer. Renaissance man. Yeah, he's he's good at a lot of shit. And um, we he designed our our first EP, uh, Shallow Graves. Um, and that's kind of been like, that design itself has kind of been like our logo almost for everything. I saw a picture of it on the kick drum. It looks sick. Yeah. And um, so he designed that. And that was on our first t-shirt. And then, like, kind of early 2019, we hit him up because we wanted to get another T-shirt design going and just told him, like, hey, like, uh, we got, like, this kind of idea for, like, a hooded figure and kind of want to also involve, like, the decapitated head from Sufferer. Um, So, you know, if you want to kind of go in a direction with that concept... And he came up with that art print and he printed all of those by hand himself. Um, oh, geez. And uh, we, we bought a limited amount from him and are just selling them. And uh, we use that same uh, image for our long sleeve design that's on pre-order right now. Um, Cause uh, coincidentally that concept ended up tying in with the themes for the music video and stuff too. Um, I'm showing your uh, long sleeve right now. That's interesting. I, I see what you're talking about now with like the head and like the hooded figure and stuff. I didn't understand what it was at first. I thought it was like an upside down exclamation point or something. But okay, I totally see this. It all comes full circle. Like ironically enough, I don't. I don't think we necessarily sought out to like you know combine all these themes, but somehow they infiltrated themselves, you know, in the duration and the career of this band. And it all just became kind of like, um, just connected somehow. So, uh, you guys have shirts, long sleeves, you got cassettes, you got vinyl, um, no CDs. Why no CDs? Uh, Fuck CDs. Well, dead <laughs> format. Yeah, uh, we we only format. pressed uh, CDs yes. on the EP, and we sold out yeah, we sold. of them. Well, yeah, you, so you sold out, so why not make CDs for your newest thing? Uh, I mean, it just seemed like no one really cared about it enough. Uh, and then the, the thing about the cassettes, too, is like we got those made, and then those kind of just have been hanging out as well, but like the minute we fucking drop vinyl, like, like everybody has been buying that, yeah, and that's, that's been sick. Crazy. I think cassettes people buy because they're like so cheap. They're just like, oh, I want to buy, buy a five dollar yeah. cassette. Cassettes are kind yeah. of a novelty too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was gonna say it's a novelty. I, I'm I'm really not like against CDs. It's just a matter of like if people actually want them and like there's a demand for them, we'll definitely make some. It just doesn't feel like 
you know, that demand is there for the CDs, at least with us. Mm. No, I see that. I see that too. Uh, vinyl definitely sells way better than CDs. Do. Yeah. Everyone streams music now. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people actually listen to physical media. I don't have a CD player in my Dude, I don't have any That's kind of CD player either, man. I I had to send my CDs to one of my friends to upload all my old shit that I couldn't find copies of on the internet so I could listen to it. Like, super convoluted. <laughs> I have a CD player and I still, you know, stream my Spotify with my auxiliary cable. Dude, exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you guys are involved in a couple other projects. Let's just real quickly uh, go over them. Y'all were mentioning Ladybird. Uh... What, what other projects we got? We're we're all involved in way too many projects. So <laughs> I don't know uh, if you ask me. Uh, Maurice and I are in Ladybird. I'm the newest member of that band. Uh, I've just jumped in on drums, and it's been fun. Um, and Maurice has been in that band since the beginning. Uh, the other bands I'm in is... Uh, of the Vine, which is a post-rock band, and uh, we're signed to Dunk Records and A Thousand Arms. Um, and then uh, another band that uh, me, Evan, and Mike are in is One Hundred Million Dollars. Uh, the sick and- name. I love that. <laughs> and have uh, you made a hundred million dollars off of it yet? <laughs> Not yet. Soon. Um, and uh, we're three of us are in uh, that band with our friend Ethan, who is like just the big mastermind yep. behind the whole project. And he writes all the songs, the lyrics, does the vocals, and Your you know, artistic director. And nice, we, so y'all get to just chill and play the music and take credit. Uh, I like it. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, like, it's we, the second band that I have zero contributions <laughs> except for drums. You know? <laughs> It's kind of freeing, though, right? You get to just, like, chill and, you know, let, let him feed it to you, right? And sure. uh, Ethan is just, he has super high energy at shows, so he just, like, gets everybody involved in moving. It's so much fun. Um, and then uh, the, I think that's it uh, for me. Uh, I'll let the rest of y'all talk about uh, y'all's bands. Yeah, um, you know, $100 million and obviously Apostle. Uh, Mike and I, we've been playing music together since 2005, 2006. Jesus. Um, Long-ass time. Um, it is. I, was, I wasn't even a teenager. Yeah, he, he wasn't even born then. Yeah, we we play music with uh, our original like you know creative partner in crime, uh, Josh Overly. Um, we we played in a band called She Came From Above back then, which we gained I guess a little bit of notoriety locally. Um, and you know we're, we're whatever. Playing. He almost played with the chariot. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> can, can, should we talk about that? Can we talk um, about that? With, that that'll be in like you know post production. Uh, we'll touch on it. <laughs> um, but you know I've been playing music with Mike and Josh for you know well over well over a decade. Um, and you know like I said we're we're working on a live stream right now, just kind of incorporating a, a full 
live stream performance of our entire discography. And then after that, you know, Josh, had, he's always writing. So he's, he's got some songs in the works uh, that, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to bring to, to the fold with, for people to listen to and, you know, view. So um, that's really, that's pretty we, much it. Like for me, we stay in Josh. Josh is like mm-hmm. just a fucking mastermind of music. He, he's and, a brilliant musician. And he's Lyricist, such a vocalist. He's a really good dude, a great friend. Yeah, um, and yeah, we love, you know, everything he's putting out. And whenever we get to hang with him too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bands that I'm in. Um, uh, yeah, Cameron said Lady Bird. Um, I play in a shoegaze band called Loam, and um, I play in a post-rock band with a bunch of my friends. Um, like the the lineup is constantly changing. It's like you know it could be nine people or two people sometimes. It's called Hallowed, and um, I'm working on a power violence project with uh, the drummer from Loam right now. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. God damn. Oh, well, you you had some projects in. Oh yeah, Chicago. I mean, I played in um, a couple instrumental groups in Chicago. One called Ormond Lang put out a couple records. One called Fade uh, with two A's. Another instrumental group, kind of in the realm of like the Russian circles vibe, you know, from the Midwest. Um, played with this group called the Captain Hates the Sea, um, and then I did this. Uh, the called- cat that hates the sea. The captain hates the sea. The captain hates the sea. Okay. Yeah. Still that weird, but a little less weird. Okay. I showed up to play, I play bass, you know. I, I had that job like Evan does with drums. It was nice. Um, and then I uh, show up. This band called Corral, C-O-R-R-A-L, was the last group I was playing with, uh, with Fade uh, as well in Chicago before I moved. God I damn, got- y'all are hard workers, man. Shit. All these bands? I couldn't do that. That's crazy. It's barely manageable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're tired a lot of the time, right? I could, I could imagine. Jesus, it, have like your it. job and like families, yeah. and then like a thousand bands that y'all are in. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got a dog. I have a cat. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay, um, that's about all I had to talk about, though. Unless y'all had anything else I wanted to bring up. My succulent cor- collection is growing a lot. Yeah. But other than that, no. Dude, that's <laughs> sick. <laughs> this guy is a fantastic chef. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yo, the yeah. best turkey. You want to talk about a renaissance man? No this, this guy right here. What's the best thing you cook, in your opinion? The best thing I cook? Ah, oh, God, that's a, that God, that's a hard man. question. That turkey. Uh, Give me, give are you smoking second. that turkey, or are you like brine it and put it in the oven? Well, we brined it uh, a couple of days and fried it. We deep fried it. Yeah. Dude, I've always wanted to try that, but it seems so dangerous. I don't know. It is. You just got to be careful. I mean, you just lower it down because so you people people will do it like right next to their house <laughs> and then wonder why there's no house when they come back home. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you leave it to start with? But yeah, it, you want to make sure it's thoroughly frozen and then <laughs> to dump it in the oil, right? Like, uh, huh? 
As in, you want to make sure it's thoroughly frozen before you drop it into the oil, right? Absolutely. So it explodes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. The best thing I've ever, best thing that I think I cook. I don't know if there's a, a best thing, but a lot of times I'll just go to pasta because that's a thing that I have worked on a lot. You know, making stocks and making pasta is kind of just like uh, therapeutic. Um, so it's 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 kind of easy for me. And I don't know. I don't even know if it's really the best thing, but it's a, uh, it's one of the. It's one. Of, it's like my some of my personal favorite. One of my personal favorite things to cook. You know what I mean? Nice. Um. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Black Lives uh, Matter. Arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Black Lives Matter and arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Dude, fuck yeah, man. How has that not happened yet? Or like a fucking trial or anything. That's crazy. I already dealt with George Floyd, but Breonna yeah. Taylor happened before him and we haven't dealt with that yet. It's crazy. Yeah. Hopefully in due time. All right. Uh, so if you find yourself running around the woods with sticks on your face, the perfect backdrop is I have tried to speak through the soil in my mouth, the intense new EP from Apostle, which came out April 2nd. You guys are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Bandcamp, YouTube, all of them at Apostle Sucks. Uh, you're also on all the streaming platforms. A- anything I'm missing? No. Yeah, I think that, that covers it. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, as for me, drop my channel a follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to some exclusive emotes, as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. Uh, you can sub for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, drop a like, tickle notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My next guest is Connecticut-based progressive death metal band, Stone Healer, who's dropping their filthy debut album on friday everyone should check that out join us this sunday may 2nd right here at twitch.tv slash the cast creation for the live cast thank you all for being here hope you had a good time oh thank you so much for having us let's let's do this again sometime dude hell yeah y'all are welcome anytime whenever y'all put out something new just hit me up uh and thank every thank you everybody else for watching and listening